Hey, Sienna J. Brown here. Welcome to Leading with Intention, a podcast teaching driven women like you the tools you need to thrive in your personal and professional life. So grab your coffee and your notebook. It's time to get started. Are you ready? Okay, welcome to Leading with Intention, and today's episode is called Rethink Your Resolutions, Focus on This Instead. Why? Because we are in a new year, y'all, and let's be honest, everyone is out here trying to make new resolutions, be the best version of themselves, which I love, but a lot of people don't do it in a sustainable way. So today we are going to talk about why we are rethinking the concept of resolutions and instead focusing on this. So if you are new here, welcome. I am so excited and honored and grateful to have you here listening to Leading with Intention. My name is Sienna J. Brown. I am an educator, expat, and entrepreneur based on the coast of Spain, and I teach women ready to step into their bigger purpose, the tools they need to design a life that they love and redefine success on their own terms. And for me, that is something that is so important because again, when we are thinking about how we envision our lives and what we want for ourselves and our futures, yes, on one part, it's about talking about creating a lifestyle that we love, but we're also here to leave our legacy and we're also here to grow in our careers as well and really redefining success based off of what we want in life. So I'm really hyped about today's episode. It is the first podcast of 2021. And I just want to share a little bit with you all about what I got up to during my time off. So I was extremely breast, breast, blessed and grateful to take, I think I took about like two weeks off to really just like be, you know, to really just like disconnect from social media. I turned on my email responder. I did all of the things and I just lived. And it was so beautiful because while obviously we're in a pandemic, so I didn't travel back home to New York, but I spent holidays, the holidays here with my friends in this cute little town that I live in. I went to the mountains for a couple of days to really just escape and disconnect fully. I've been doing free diving, which I love because hashtag mermaid dreams. When I was a little girl, I always wanted to be a mermaid. And now I live two minutes from the water and I can go free diving whenever I want. It's also been such an eye-opening an eye-opening experience because I love being a beginner. And so it started off with like me not being able to hold my breath for like 20 seconds without getting overwhelmed to literally me being able to dive seven meters under the water, 21 feet in the sea. <laughs> Um, in a question of weeks. And so this is just the beginning and I'm excited to see where it goes. But I've been doing a lot of free diving during the break. And more than anything, I've just been giving myself space and opportunity to sit in the stillness, right? And for me, I think that that's something that's so important because when we have the mental space and clarity to 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 rest, right? To rest, to sit in the stillness, that really allows for us to have those big ideas to get the inspirations that we want. So it was amazing because although I wasn't working, I've had some, the most clarity that I think I've had in a while. And I've been able to say, okay, cool. How do I take this clarity, inspiration, and extra time to start focusing on big things that I've been putting off for quite some time? So 
that's great. That's what I kind of got up to during this quote unquote winter break. And now I am back refreshed and ready to go. And so again, I'm so excited for us to be here today to talk about rethinking our resolutions um, and what we need to be focusing on instead. Okay. So in this episode, I want you to rethink the resolutions that you set up for yourself, but I want to make sure that you're focused on success. Why? Because most people try to reach their goals and set resolutions at the beginning of the year and they start off with way too many commitments and way too many vague commitments, right? Like lose weight, level up, be healthy. But like, what does that actually mean when we're being tactical? And no and no shade at all. We all have to start somewhere. But in this episode, I'm really going to teach you how to take it a step further and make sure that this is something that you can stick to that's sustainable and that is setting you up for success. Okay. So most people start off with too many commitments. They feel overwhelmed. Then they burn out because they're trying to do the most and then they give up and lose hope and kind of like take a couple steps backwards. Right. But how do we do it over here at leading with intention? We look at goal setting and we look at how we're building the life that we love in a different way. Right. So how do we successfully reach our goals without burning out? And hint, I'm saying goals here, not resolutions, because resolutions are vague, right? Like if you're thinking about what you want to set this year, like create affirmations if you want to, but creating resolutions is just like a fluff way of saying like, I have an aspiration without a plan, right? Having an aspiration without a plan is nice, but that's not going to get you anywhere versus having a habit-driven goal, right? And focusing on the way that you want to feel as you are reaching that goal and as you're working towards becoming that better version of yourself is the way to go. So the way that we're going to be doing that is by creating a sustainable plan, focusing on what really matters, feeling motivated with small wins, and then seeing results so that we can keep going. All right. And again, I know that some of you are saying like (laughs) the way that 2020 showed up, like I'm not trying to do the same thing in 2021. So I'm just going to let things flow. Right. I get that. And last year, we absolutely learned the significance of things not panning out in the way that we expected them to. But I really want you to like sit in that. I'm not sure if you looked over what your 2020 looked like, but I want you to acknowledge how much you've grown and what you have been able to do in a pandemic, right? And that's something where like, yes, again, I'm an optimist, but that's, it's kind of like my kryptonite because last year obviously was a year where there was a lot of struggle. There was a lot of unknowns. There was a lot of just like uncertainty and anxiety because like the world was essentially blowing up and like, I get that. But when I look back on my last year, I'm like, okay, How did, like when we think about a phoenix rising from the ashes, right? Like how are we able to use each of those hard things that we might have lived through to be able to rise up from that? And so maybe I'll do a recap on like all of the things that happened in 2020. But for me, like there was a point where I had anxiety attacks and like I had never struggled with anxiety attacks before, right? There were moments where I didn't have a job and I was like, oh, well, I have no idea what my next step is, right? There were moments where um, I had to, like there were moments that were like months really where I was just like sitting on the couch watching Netflix and chilling until I got back into it, right? But each of those moments is what allowed for the beauty to come from 
getting a um sorry getting a job that i love being able to champion for women in the workplace and working with companies doing consulting for them right being able to have that job and have me lead a team of other women of color to really be able to pave the way with leadership in that new company right that allowed for me to reinvent myself as an entrepreneur and say what is it that I really want to be focusing on now? And when the world finally caught up, unfortunately in June, like it was, I was ready. So I didn't have to get ready, right? Because I'd been doing the work and I'd been saying, okay, well, here are some moments that are kind of unfortunate. How do I move through this and learn from it? All right. So I want to share with you some stats really quickly talking about New Year's resolution. So there was a study conducted by the University of Scranton and 8% of people achieve their New Year's goals and about 80% fail to keep their New Year's resolutions. Let me just, let me let me read that to you one more time. 80% of people fail to keep their New Year's resolutions and only 8% of people actually achieve their New Year's goals, right? Here's the thing, here's the killer. Most people lose hope on their resolutions by January 12th, by January 12th. So less than two weeks into the year, people set resolutions and then they fall off, right? And again, that's because resolutions are often vague. Like I want to be healthier. I want to make more money. I want to be better at self-care. But like, what does that actually mean for you? Now, I'm not going to promise you that if you follow what we talk about today, you're going to be part of that 8%, but like, no, that's not the thing. This is going to set you up with the groundwork, then you've got to put in the work, right? And I think that that's something that is so important. This is going to give you the groundwork that you need, and then you need to put in the work. Okay, so in this episode, we are talking about rethinking your resolutions and focusing on this instead. I want you to focus on how you want to feel, And I think that this is something that is so important because when we focus on how we want to feel, then we can embody that in everything that we do, right? And a lot of people have words for the years. A lot of people have um, like these words that they're showing or sharing on social media, which is great. But part of the way that we're going to get you there, I'm going to reverse engineer it, but part of the way that you're going to get there is by thinking about What is most important to you and what do you want to be focusing on in this new year? And then asking yourself, how do you want to feel, right? And so I talk a lot about life accounts, right? Um, I talk a lot about life accounts and realizing that our lives isn't just work and home or work and life, right? Like that's very vague. But when we think about life accounts, which is again, a concept started by Michael Hyatt, um, sure if he started it started it but at least that's where I was introduced to it and I took what I read in the book living forward and then I started adapting that based off of what women that I work with are really leaning into and so I want to share with you six different life accounts that I want you to be focusing on and thinking about how do you want to feel in each of these buckets of your life right the first one is physical health Yeah. So how do you want to feel regarding your health? How do you want to feel on a day-to-day basis with the food that you eat when you exercise, right? When you take time for meditation, whatever that might be. The second thing is legacy, right? So asking yourself, what is the legacy that I want to leave on the world and how do I feel as I'm working towards that? 
on your relationships? How do you want to feel in your relationships? How do you want to feel with your finances, your mental health, and your career? So maybe that's saying, and again, like write down some words that you want to feel for all of these, and then you're going to see some overlap, right? So maybe with physical health, you want to feel committed. With your legacy, you want to feel empowered. With your relationships, you want to feel at ease. With your finances, in control. With mental health, you want to feel serene. With your career, you want to feel... um, How do you want to feel with your career? Let's see. With your career, you want to feel like you're growing, right? Growth, right? So looking at all of those words and then kind of seeing where there might be overlap and really like attaching that to the person that you want to become, right? So when we think about intrinsic motivation, when we think about what drives us, it's really asking ourselves like, who is the person that I want to become, right? I'll use myself as an example. Um, I low-key hate running or I low-key hated running. But for me, part of the motivation to start running, especially where I run by the sea every morning, not every morning, but quite often during the morning, And for me, it's because like, I want to be a runner. Why? Because what do I associate with being a runner? Commitment, consistency, dedication, right? And so it's not just like, oh, if I say, oh, I have to go for a run for, I have to go for a run this morning when I don't feel like it. No, it's saying like, I want to be a person who shows up for myself and who stays committed to my health. You see how that feels different, right? And so when you focus on how you want to feel, that really allows for you to like, get that good grounding of saying, why does this actually matter? Okay. So once you go through your life accounts, again, physical health, legacy, relationships, finances, mental health, and career, then see where there's some overlap. And actually, I recently posted about this for you to do some reflection on my Instagram account at Sienna J. Brown. So go check that out if you need some tips or tricks for how to really work through this exercise to see where you were and what's your goal and how do you want to feel for the future this year, okay? Um, The next thing is setting strategic goals, right? So first we're saying, okay, here's how I wanna feel. This feels good, this feels great, and I feel aligned. But now it's saying like, feelings are cute, but how are we actually getting there, right? And it's about setting strategic goals. And so when you're thinking about setting goals, again, losing weight or being healthy is not a goal, that is an aspiration, right? What an actual goal is, is being able to say like, I will lose 20 pounds by June, 2021, right? And why? Because when we set goals, they need to be SMART. SMART is an acronym that stands for specific. So something that is very specific that you are able to say, did I reach this? Yes or no. Did you lose 20 pounds? Yes or no. Did you get healthier? How are we defining that, right? It has to be something that is measurable, right? Again, something that you can say, okay, this is what I achieved. Let's talk Let's talk about business for a second, right? Okay, so one thing could be setting a goal. I mean, setting a goal that's not smart. It's like, I wanna grow my business. What does that actually mean? Setting a strategic goal is saying, I want to enroll 50 new women into my course this year, right? I want to grow my Instagram following to 10,000 this year. Again, Instagram is not the end all, but y'all better be thinking about growing your Instagram thousand, your Instagram following to 10,000 so that it's taking them to an email list, to a product, to more information where they can find about you. That's a platform on your own. Side note, I digress. Okay, so SMART goals, specific, having them be measurable, 
have it be achievable. And this is something that I think is so important, right? And like, I talk a lot about small wins, but really being able to say, how are you setting a goal that yes, is a little bit of a stretch. So you feel like you have to grow into it, but that's achievable. If right now, let's say you're making $30,000 a year at your job saying, I want to score a job where I'm making a million dollars. Is that realistic and achievable? Maybe yes, maybe no. I'm not here to shut down your dreams, but what I'm saying is make it something where it's a sustainable, it's a sustainable step up, right? It's a step up where you're able to say, okay, I believe that I can achieve this, but it's not something that's too crazy where you don't feel motivated at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the year, if you haven't reached it, all right? Something that is relevant, This goes back to focusing on how you feel. What is your intrinsic motivation and why is it relevant to you and your life? Because again, (laughs) I'll use myself as an example. If I were to set a goal saying, (laughs) I want to knit 15 sweaters this year, is that relevant to me? Is that exciting? Do I like knitting? Again, no shade to anyone who knits. I think it's an amazing craft, but it's not for me, right? Something that's relevant for me is maybe being able to say, okay, I want to be able to free dive down to 20 meters next year, right? I'm at seven right now. I want to be able to reach 20 meters. So if we're looking at this, again, let's use that as, a, as an example for a SMART goal. I want to be able to reach 20 meters in diving by November 2021, which is my birthday month, right? So that is specific. There is a date on it, right? There is, it's measurable. So I'm able to say, if I reach 20 meters, I've gotten there, right? It's achievable because again, you can make that progress in a year. I'm not trying to say, I wanna be able to reach 40 meters, but I can say, okay, if in two weeks or in two weeks or a month, I can go from only being able to hold my breath for 20 for 20 seconds and being a little bit afraid of being underwater to being able to dive down seven meters in the sea, I can use that to be able to say, okay, this is achievable because the more that I work on it, the more that I practice, the more that I put in the work, I will be able to reach it. Okay. It's relevant. Again, mermaid dreams. It's focused on how I want to feel. I want to feel at ease. I want to be able to feel as if I'm in control of my body. I want to feel relaxed. I want to feel in awe, right? When you're Again, it's a blessing, but like I live on the Mediterranean and when I'm free diving under the water, it's the most serene thing, right? And the last thing is that it's time-based. So I set a time. I didn't just say 2021 whenever, but I was specific about saying November in 2021. That will give me enough time to be able to practice, to be able to work on it. Also realize that like I have a life and I have a job and I and I run a business. I run various businesses, right? So it's not like I'm going to be free diving every day. So I gave myself that time to be able to have it be achievable, okay? So when we're setting strategic goals, make sure that they are smart, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based. And now I want you to take it one step further and think about What are the specific commitments that you need to make to be ordered to get there, in order to get there, right? So if I'm going to say, I want to be able to dive down 20 meters, but I don't touch the water until September, 
Odds are I'm probably not going to be able to reach my goals, right? But creating specific commitments of being able to say, what do I need to do to get there? For me, that is focusing on my breathing at home, right? So that's focusing on my breathing at home. That's actually going to the sea maybe once a week, once every two weeks at the very least, right? That's me practicing swimming, which is something I need to sign up for and do, but practicing swimming on a more frequent basis, right? So creating specific commitments of being able to say, when I'm planning out my life and my week and all this good stuff, I'm able to say, okay, towards my strategic goal that I want to reach for free diving, what do I need to do this week to show up for myself? Yeah. So we have talked about focusing on how you want to feel We have talked about setting strategic goals, and I shared with you how to set goals that are smart, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based. And now we're going to talk about having a habit-driven plan. Y'all, you know habit is my middle name. (laughs) You know that habits are something that I really, I'm a stan, I'm a habit stan, right? And like, I love this because for me, my words this year are, consistency and commitment. And I say this because before I get into why habits matter, but I say this because for me personally, this is the the first time in a long time where I have seen like exponential growth in my professional life in 2020, where now it's like, oh, you've been putting in the work for the past six years. Now it's time for you to step up to the plate. What does that mean for me specifically? Y'all, like I've been learning the lessons that I needed to in my personal life over the past six years to be able to say, how do I create boundaries? How do I know how to manage my time and energy to be focused on what matters? How can I navigate different things while still having time for what I love in life? Because I'm going to be really honest with y'all, right? Like if you're here listening to Leading in with Intention, you're my people. So this is where I get honest, this is, I mean, even more honest, but this is where I'm able to share with you the small nuances about life that you might not be able to see on Instagram or reading a blog post or I have to start my blog back up, but, or whatever that might be, right? So for me, I've really been focusing the last couple of years of my life being able to say like, I want to feel at peace and at ease with everything that I do. And I want to make sure that everything is authentic and aligned. And obviously, intentional. So I'm going to be real, like I self-sabotaged myself in business and in my career for a good couple of years because I wanted to stay in my comfort zone because I liked how that felt and I still had some more learning to do in that zone, right? But really 2020 is what catapulted me to be able to say, girl, you playing small serves no one, right? You playing small does not serve anyone. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve the people who you're trying to honor who came before you. It doesn't serve the people who you're trying to leave a mark for, for those who are going to come after you. And like, I really had to say like, okay, you're doing nice and this feels comfortable, but it's time to level up, right? And the past six months, if I'm being really honest, from like July to January, there were a lot, like y'all, a lot of big changes in life. There were, whew, July to January was like, whole a whole thing that's too much to get into for this episode right now but it taught me so much about myself and it taught me about the person that I wanted to become moving forward right so coming back to my words for this year consistency and commitment is saying how am I being consistent with all of my actions again 
consistent, but like sustainable, right? Like I'm not trying to say, okay, how am I doing the most every day of the week for the next 12 months? That's not the move. We do it in a sustainable way, right? But how am I being consistent with my actions? And then how am I also being committed? Committed to showing up for myself, committing to showing up for those that I love, for those that I'm leading, for everyone around me, right? And a lot of the times that while yes, we're setting these big goals, what we do on a day-to-day basis is where we see change, right? What we focus on doing on a day-to-day basis is where we is where we see change, and that's why habits matter, right? So I shared with you focusing on how you want to feel, setting strategic goals, and having a habit-driven plan, but I want you to focus on what are the habits that you need to be able to see growth. So when you're creating those specific commitments for your goals and you see a list of like 20 habits, be realistic and say, okay, what is the most important for me to focus on right now, right? And then be intentional about tracking that. So I am really excited because I am bringing back the six-week sprint exactly for this reason. So if you don't know what the six-week sprint is, the six-week sprint is a challenge that I created last fall where over 50 women joined and it really allowed for them to take control of their lives and reach their next life-changing goal with me as their mentor, right? And so I've been sitting with that, just watching the women win, which has been amazing, and then really just working with them to be able to say, in six weeks, how can we focus on stepping it up just a little bit more and really being able to become the best version of ourselves, right? And it's allowed for women to create a clear vision for their future when they didn't necessarily know where to start, to structure the structure that they need to create the specific goals that they're actually going to reach. Having a habit-based plan to reach the goals and avoid overwhelm. Also, like working with me as your mentor to provide you with the clarity and confidence that you need and having a dope community of like-minded women for support, accountability, and shared resources. And like, The culmination of all of those things literally brought me to tears one day when we were having one of our group calls and (laughs) brought me to tears right now. Sorry. Um, We were having one of our group calls and it was so amazing to be able to see women, I kid you not, of all ages living all over the world of different backgrounds, of different stories, of different everything, really being able to come together Sorry, I'm really being able to come together and support one another to work towards their goals. Although their goals might look different, you have, you had mothers, you had single mothers, you had college students, you had women who just got out of college, you had expats, you had so many amazing people all coming together and supporting each other in a way that is so impactful and powerful. And like again, when I think about the legacy that I want to leave on this world. It's been, I'll go back to what my mission statement is, right? Teaching women ready to step into their bigger purpose, the tools they need to design a life they love and redefine success in their own terms. And the six week sprint is such an amazing, an amazing example of that. I swear there's going to be one episode where I don't cry, but it's fine. The six week sprint is such an amazing example of that because it's really being able to say, how are we coming together to challenge ourselves and to grow in a sustainable way, right? And so going back to habits, something that we really talk about is like, what are the habits and the specific commitments that you need to make on a daily or weekly basis to be able to reach your goals? Because again, it's taking this idea and this vision of I'm of a year and saying, okay, what if I 
focus on the next six weeks, right? That's something that doesn't feel overwhelming, that we feel like we're in control of. And it's saying a month and a half, how can I set a goal for a month and a half and take action to get there? And once you get started, I promise you, once you get started, you don't stop. Um, And that's the beautiful thing about it, right? And so um, two things. Number one, if you're interested in joining us in the six-week sprint, we are starting together on January 18th, Monday, January 18th. It's going to be amazing. I've been taking time to really revamp the challenge, adding more videos, growing the community. We're going to set up accountability pods, all of these things. So I'm really excited about that. And not only that, but this time around, I am having us all go through the six habits you need to be able to see growth. And I'm so excited. And I'm actually already going through it because again, like, um, I like doing things that are trialed and tested, tested and trialed. I don't know if that's a saying, but I really took time over the winter break to say, what are the six habits that I personally have consistently focused on? And I have been able to see growth and see change focusing on these six things. And then everything else falls into place. The first one is focus on your future. And on a daily basis, either journal, look over your affirmations, read your goals out loud, right? But how are you on a daily basis focusing on your future? Leave your legacy. How are you dedicating at least 30 minutes daily on your legacy? And that can be your business outside of your nine to five. That can be your side hustle, your passion project, growing your community, whatever that looks like, but being writing your book, right? But being sure to dedicate a half an hour, a half an hour, that's it, 30 minutes daily, on leaving your legacy. Reading 10 pages daily, right? How are you learning? How are you growing? How are you reading and and consuming new knowledge? Sticking to a health commitment, again, this has to be something that you decide, right? So what is a health commitment that you want to say, I am going to stick to for the next six weeks? That can be something as simple as like cutting out soda. That can be drinking a green smoothie every morning. In my case, that looks like being gluten and dairy free for real, for real, right? Um, And again, yes, that might be easy some days. Yes, that might be harder, but you're saying I'm holding to my word for the next six weeks, okay? The last two is 30 minutes of a daily workout. And I think that this is so important where when you have to intentionally say, okay, I need to spend 30 minutes today working out, you're either going to do it at the beginning of the day to get it done, or you're going to make time during your day to make it happen. But it's going to make you more intentional about how you're spending your time and how you're doing your work as well and your schedule to be able to say, I need to fit in 30 minutes to work to work out. How can I do that? And how can I either be more efficient in my work so I create that space? Or how can I make it a part of my routine? And I love it because... <laughs> Whether that's like three short 10-minute workouts, whether that's a 30-minute workout, once you start getting into the habit of that, you're going to look forward to your workout, right? You're going to be able to say, ooh, it's time for me to get my workout in because you're going to have more energy. You're going to have more mental clarity. You're going to feel good about yourself. And like, I'm not into health for weight loss. Granted, that's a good side effect, but I'm into health when thinking about how are we proactively taking care of ourselves in a world that doesn't want to see us win, you know? And I honestly do believe that our physical and our mental health is a way to show up for ourselves. But then also just like when I say change the narrative for generations to come, literally I'm talking on like a thinking about if you 
well, let me not get too into it, but I was going to say, like, if you ever decide to have kids, you being a healthy person is going to be able to give them a better or a healthier future, hopefully. If you have younger sisters or siblings or cousins or nieces or nephews, whatever that looks like, or grandkids or children, whatever. But like being able to say you showing up for yourself and your health means that you're going to be able to shine even more for them. All right. Um, and the last one is sparking daily joy. Yeah. And again, if you know me, you know, spark daily joy is my mantra of being able to say, how are you making sure that you spark daily joy on a daily basis so that you can fall in love with the journey and enjoy your life? And that can look like making yourself a good meal. That could look like going for a walk in the sun. That could look like putting on your favorite song and dancing, right? Yesterday, when I was going through all of my six habits for the six week sprint, again, I read 10 pages daily. I read about like five when I was having breakfast two when I was having lunch and then I read the rest after work and again if when you say yes to one thing it means that you're saying no to another so me saying I'm committing to reading 10 pages daily led to me reading a chapter of a book versus me watching Netflix right or versus me like faffing around on Instagram on with my 30 minute daily workout right like I worked out for 20 minutes in the morning and I had another 10 minute workout to do at night and so at nighttime before I had dinner I I got I got on my mat. I got on my mat. I did a Nike training club workout and it felt good because I said I'm showing up for myself, right? So, the six habits that I'm work that I'm walking through and having all of the women in the 6-week sprint go through are focus on your future through journal affirmations or goals or reading your goals, leave your legacy for 30 minutes a day, read 10 pages daily, stick to a health commitment, do a 30-minute daily workout and spark daily joy. So that is something that I'm really hyped about. But the beauty about having a habit-driven plan is that when you focus on the habits you need, you need to track them because if you don't track it, you can't improve it. And I say that because if I ask you, what did you what did you do last Tuesday? I promise you, you couldn't tell me or you'll have a vague response, but you wouldn't be able to say, okay, on this day I did one, two, three, four, and I felt good after doing it, or it was a hard day for me, but I still did it anyway, or I might've fallen off the wagon and that's okay, but I started over the next day, right? And I really want to encourage you to have a habit tracker where you're able to say what worked, what didn't work? How did you feel when you reached all of your habits, right? like when you when you hit the check for that and like how can you better schedule your time your energy your strategy and your resources to make it happen and that's key right i do a weekly reflection on my habits to be able to say what went well and what didn't go well right and to be honest i've been using my passion planner a lot of y'all have been getting passion planners and i love it um i have been using my passion planner and my daily planner to also track my six habits on a daily basis and to write down notes of how it went this way I can look back at the end of the week and be able to say here's how here's how it like here's how it went and what can I do better for next week okay so quick note if you don't have a passion planner and you want to kind of get your life right for January January and the rest of the year I have a code at passionplanner.com if you use the code sienna10 you will get 10% off so save those coins and get your life together um and i just want to do a quick recap on what we talked about today right so when thinking about rethinking your resolutions and what you need to focus on instead i really want you to focus on how do you want to feel and thinking about your different life accounts 
I want you to focus on setting strategic goals, making sure that they're smart and that you're coming up with specific commitments to get there. And I want you to focus on having a habit-driven plan, right? So what are the habits that you need to thrive? And I really want to encourage you to share this post with someone who needs to hear it. Share this post with your business bestie, your real bestie, the, um, someone who you're trying to build connections with, with your community, whoever that is, but share this post and be sure to, this post, this podcast, this episode, um, and be sure to tag us at leading.with.intention and at Sienna J. Brown, because I want to join in the conversations. Like I want to be able to see what you all are sharing, what you get out of these episodes so that I can also learn and hear from you to be able to create more content that you want to see. Not only that, but like y'all, I'm really going to encourage you to please leave reviews if you're loving this podcast. Some of you have been reaching out via Instagram. Some of you have been reaching out via email saying how much you love it, but go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe there and leave a review, please. And thank you. The more reviews that we get, the more that more people are going to be able to um, encounter, encounter to find leading with intention and be able to follow and like subscribe there on po- or on Spotify or your preferred podcast platform, but subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. These are going to be coming out weekly starting this year. And like, I really just want to encourage you to spread the word, please. And thank you. Um, so the resource for this week obviously is the six week sprint. And I say this because again, I, I teared up when I was talking about it before, but this is one of my baby brainchilds that I have been doing for literally two to three years. And this and last year, I said, I want to be able to give this to, to other people to be able to see the change and see the impact that it can hopefully have on their lives. And it's been amazing to see how that happened last fall. And so I'm excited for us to kick off the year starting on January 18th together in the six week sprint. So I'm going to share the link to sign up in the podcast show notes so that you can check it out. I'm going to be revamping it in the up in the next couple of weeks as well. So it's going to be amazing. It's going to be dope. We're going to get hyped and we're going to seven of the best version of ourselves to start off the year strong. Okay. So the reflection question for this year is I want to ask you again, how do you want to feel this year and what do you want to embody? And when you're thinking about that, then take it a step further and say, okay, well, what do you need to do to get there? All right. And how am I leading and living with intention this week? (laughs) Y'all, I am so blessed. For me, it has been sticking to my habits and keeping it simple and just showing up and like keeping my word to myself. But not only that, I've really been able to to feel to feel the love and like to feel the excitement around creating space and opportunities for women of color in the workplace. And I say that on a couple of different things. So whether that's in my business that I run here at Sienna J. Brown, my business at Las Marinas de España, or whether that's the work that I'm doing as a manager of global diversity and inclusion at Power to Fly, um, it's really being able to say, how can I show up authentically exactly as I am and be able to make change? But not only that, but create more space and opportunities for other women of color in the workplace, other women who look like me, other women who, women in general, right? But really being able to say, how am I being a champion for in the way that I wish that I could have had a champion when I was younger, right? Um, and so that's that's where I'm kind of at right now. I'm grateful and excited to be stepping into a new year to have the sense of excitement and motivation and to also really just be 
thinking of the bigger picture for myself and then also be helping you all redefine success and step into that next chapter of your journey. So Sienna J. Brown here. I am so excited that you made it to the end of this episode. I appreciate you. I admire you. I love y'all, right? Like if you're here, your family. So today's episode was rethink your resolutions and focus on this instead. I hope that you got something great out of it and I will See you in the next episode of Leading with Intention. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you learned, be sure to leave a review. I love to hear from you and the impact that these episodes have. And be sure to share this episode with a friend or your wider community from your preferred podcast platform. Follow me on Instagram at Leading with Intention and Sienna J. Brown, and be sure to tag the accounts so I can join in on the conversation and touch on topics that matter to you. All right, it's time to get out there to start leading and living with intention. Until next time.